0: This is Sunday Rewind. Take it back
1: now, now, y'all.
0: On 93.7 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. Good afternoon and welcome to Husker Rewind. I'm Mike Melby. Tom Stevens is out of town. And joining me on today's program for the full two hours is Mr. Jake Bakoven, the uh, one of the proud hosts of the Captain, the producer, the 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 guy that makes sure that the show goes on Monday through Friday with uh, <laughs> with uh, Terrell and Uh Thanks for joining. Jake.
1: Yeah, yeah, pleasure to be with you. And uh, it's always uh, even better when we don't just complain and and bitch about a loss. I suppose <laughs> all, all show we actually can talk about a victory this week. Well, and that's the thing. Um,
0: you know, I'm sitting there watching the game on Friday night, and and my thoughts and feelings are exactly what I think most Nebraska fans' thoughts and feelings were, which was just simple frustration. You know, you, you've got guys that have been here for a number of years on the offensive line that are making the same mistakes they made game one that they played at Nebraska. Um, you've got a, a center who I think realistically, I think he's an all conference level center. But he, he, he makes mistakes sometimes where he, he goes a little further than he needs to. He's, he's picked up, I believe, three unsportsmanlike penalties that were just not really good. I like, end of play like, times. Yeah, end yeah. of play. It's like, what, what do you, why, why did you do that? And you know, and we're going to have Jay Foreman on this hour, and I know Jay will uh, attest to this. And you know, what we, we did for the last five years talking about this, what happens in practice happens during the game. Is kind of the majority. I mean, that's that's kind of a standard. Is yeah. what you see in the game more than likely was happening at practice as well. Um, so, I, I then I, I listened to and watched Matt Rule in the post game, and I had failed miserably in being a fan where I lost sight of the fact that we won the game. I was so focused on on the the the, the you know. Poor execution, the poor game management, the the fumble, turnovers, the penalties, and just all of the bad play. That's all I could focus on. And Matt Rule's like, w- w- we won. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. This is a process, and he, and he's encouraging Husker fans. Man, get behind this and enjoy the ride. This is I I get it. We didn't play perfect, but we won. And as just kind of like. I feel like an idiot because I I, <laughs> I should have realized and understood. I, we all know this is going to be a process, but at the same time, it's it, the the frustration of of um, you know fumble, fifteen yard penalty, third and two. Oh wait, no, now it's third and seven because uh, you know a guy a guy that started thirty games jumps again. Mm-hmm. Now disconcerting signals. Mm. I get it. Our guys jumped, and it's the same guys that jumped, but. Uh, There was a lot of speculation and you even heard the TV announcers talking about they were STEM was one of the words that, that uh, that the defense was yelling and it was, that's evidently part of how we go through our snap count and when the ball gets snapped. And so, you know, Matt rule is sitting there explaining to the officials, you know, this is their call. You know, this is on, there's one time he goes, this is, he goes, that one's on you. And he pointed at the one referee. And so, you you hate seeing that. Um, but I, I know we've been the victim of it numerous times. You know, I go back to the I think it was the Iowa game or something where yeah, I think it, it's where fun. it was somebody was clapping and they were doing it from the sideline. And the and Kirk Ferentz was in the postgame pretty flippant about, you know, we weren't doing that. And then there's video that surfaces immediately of their assistant coaches on the sideline clapping as loud as they can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's like, "Whatever, dude. Yeah. We caught you. We got video proof." Um so how do, how do you combat that? I don't know. That's, you know, let the guy that's, you know, the the, the coaching staff they could figure out maybe a better way, a silent count of something. Uh but
1: well it's weird cuz I've watched a lot of football in my life. And I just don't know. And, and obviously more Husker games than anything else, but I don't know if I've seen disconcerting signals called before 2021 against Michigan, and then it happened like you said against Iowa. Yeah. And now like it's just keep it's like it's just seems to be a Big Ten Nebraska call going against Nebraska.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the unusual. Yeah, it's something you never. I'm like, what is disconcerting? <laughs> like we were making fun of yeah. whoever said it at one point. I think it was a referee that made the comment that that's what the the penalty was was disconcerting signals, and we're all like, "What the hell is, is that? Did he just make that up?" Yeah. Well, no, no, it's actually a rule. Oh, okay. My so. favorite
1: part of that—that that, so the, there was that because um, I remember 2021 Michigan. It was it was a very close game. Adrian ended up fumbling in the end, and in, in Nebraska loses. Uh, <laughs> which is there's a few of those. Ones. Which game? Yeah, yeah this is the Michigan <laughs> one. Um, but I I just love that game because there was disconcerting signals which I'd never heard before, which they called, and then they called. My favorite one was. Uh, They said, joint possession, Michigan's ball, (laughs) which is like, that's, I've never heard joint possession, first of all. And if there truly is joint possession, then how's it Michigan's ball? (laughs) That just didn't make any sense.
0: Exactly. Uh, So this is Husker Rewind. It it happens every Sunday from five to seven right here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Mike Melby. That's Jake Bachoven. If you're watching us on the Sarter Heyman stream, thank you very much. You can check out every live broadcast out of this gorgeous new studio as we stir out Uh, On to O Street now from 11th and O on Twitter, on Twitch, on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Allo, Channel 951, and all of our guests join us on the uh, Allo VIP line as well. And you can be a part of the program, 402-464-5685, sutter Heyman text line, or the Honda of Lincoln hotline. So, um, weird weekend with the Friday night game. What'd you do? How's your weekend been?
1: It was awesome because uh, I watched a lot of college football yesterday. I usually don't get the chance to really get too into it. I mean, usually I'll DVR a game or two, and, and by the time I get get to it, I already know what the end of it is. So it's just different watching the game. Watching live games yesterday was a lot of fun, something I don't get the chance to do a whole lot. Yeah, and it, it was
0: one where I was kind of looking forward to it, but um, we, we had a, an, an illness in the house that postponed uh, a, a little get-together that we had, my my girlfriend Tracy's got a, a, a haunted, uh, it, it's a club, like a, a haunters club. Uh, we're all home haunters, and uh, so we moved the get-together to yesterday, and so our whole day was planning and built, so I didn't get to watch any college football, but um, I am not built anymore to... Set up for a party and then have the last people leave my house at 3.15 in the morning. <laughs> this morning, both Tracy and I, like, everything hurts. Uh-oh. <laughs> it is, oh, yeah. Just, we're, we're old and rickety, I think. Did you drink
1: I, a lot of water today? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Water, Gatorade, <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: you know, a yeah. cu- couple of IVs. The old routine. Yeah. <laughs> I started the yard on fire, but, you know, it's kind of funny because Tracy goes, hey, uh, Mike, the, the, the yard's on fire underneath the new fire pit, and I'm like... And I just kind of walk over, and one of the guests a little while later goes, I've never seen somebody react to a fire uh, outside of where it's supposed to be so nonchalantly. And I'm like, (laughs) I start a lot of stuff on fire. (laughs) I'm kind of used to it. So, um, Tom and I kind of changed the starting gate to the opening kickoff, so I'm still working on a sounder for it. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll kind of recap a couple of things that happened earlier this week. Uh, in and around Nebraska, and that's kind of where it's centering this week versus we try to sprinkle in some other stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. Husker Volleyball sits at 15-0, and 6-0 in conference after a pair of wins in Michigan this weekend. Friday night, they knock off Michigan State in four sets, then sweep Michigan yesterday. Harper Murray has 12 kills in the Michigan State game, 13 last night. And then yesterday, Lindsey Krause, man, 15 kills to lead the Huskers. They return home to the friendly confines of the Devaney Center next Friday and Saturday night. They'll play Michigan State again and then they play Penn State as well. Husker sophomore gymnast. <clears throat> I practiced. Okay. Chenga, Bakaki. Bakaki. But anyway, I, <laughs> yes. I cannot. She is an amazing gymnast. She is from Budapest originally. And yesterday she finished eighth in the vault uh, at a the, one of the national uh, events. And she will be representing Hungary in next summer's Paris Olympics. So, um Chinga, I am apologizing uh, for the pronunciation of the name. Uh, I tried my best. I practiced, and I didn't practice well enough. But uh, congrats. <laughs> uh, enjoy Paris and enjoy the Olympics. Oh yeah, wow. Uh, Nebraska baseball cruised to a 22-2 win in 12 innings yesterday. I read that, and I'm like, did-, <laughs> did they change the rules That's on how confusing. many innings? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, they played 12 innings, and they beat uh, Cloud County Community College. Nine Husker pitchers struck out 15. They only walked three. That's a great sign. Uh, Dylan Carey led the way. He had a couple of doubles and a homer, went three for six. Four other Huskers also hit home runs Tyler Stone, Ben Columbus, Hayden Lewis, and Cole Evans. And then Nebraska soccer yesterday rolled to a 4 2 win at Hibner Stadium. It was senior day. And Eleanor Dale, I don't know if you, I, I, I'm not a big guy that follows soccer. It's just never been a sport that I've followed and covered. Uh, but I, I, every time I read anything about Nebraska soccer, they're talking about Eleanor Dale. Ah, uh, she scored two yesterday, including her nation-leading 19th, nation-leading, wow. 19th goal. So props to her and uh, John Walker and the soccer team. They're nine-two and three overall, three-one two in the Big Ten. So, um, that's kind of a wrap up of the of the Husker sports scene here. How's how you and I don't talk a whole lot about fantasy stuff, fantasy mm-hmm. football. How is your fantasy team doing? And what like do you, are you in a league with guys here in the station?
1: Ah, uh, not here at the station., uh, we've tried that before, and uh, a couple of years ago, never got into it. but I am in three separate fantasy football leagues, and uh, I always kind of get mad because I can put together a pretty good roster. Um, and, and so like in every league, I'm either, you know, I'm top four as far as scoring or, or number one in in two of them. Um, but it doesn't always reflect on my record because sometimes you play, you know, some other high scores from week to week. And so there's one league I'm like the fourth leading scorer and I am one in three. So I'm hopefully, hopefully getting better, but I've had, I've, I've done a good job as far as waiver pick up to the point, uh, that I got Nakua, the, the, the wide receiver Rams rookie sensation. And I had Cooper cup coming back. And so I didn't know whether to start. One or the other or both. I went with both and we'll see if that works out for me.
0: Probably well. Yeah. Yeah. Every I've been in the same fantasy league for gosh, probably 16, 17 years now. And I've won it two or three times. And it's funny because the years that I have missed the playoffs, I have the highest points against (laughs) like it it is, it is ridiculous. Um, There was one year that I averaged 11 more points per week than anybody else. And I missed the playoffs because the points allowed were just astronomical I'd have a I'd have a week where I you know my team does great and I, I score uh the league isn't built there's no PPR and only four points for a passing touchdown so it's not built to have 150 point weeks yeah. and there were weeks I scored 141 points and I lost to somebody who scored 185 yeah and you're just like what do you do yeah And you if know, you
1: don't know fantasy too well they, that has nothing to do with you you don't have like a defense or anything Yeah, it's just, well you do have a defense but it doesn't but it's the, only scoring points yeah not, not Trying yeah, to prevent it's not like them. you can prevent your opponent uh, that week from having points.
0: So, yeah, and, and it's so funny. This this year, week one, I had three active players that played and were not injured that scored 0-0 zero, zero and negative two points.
1: Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> I was like, this is going to be a long year. And then I rattled off uh, two or three straight wins, and then I'm taking on uh, the person that's in first. And uh, one of my starting running backs went down first play of the game uh Oh, and so I got a big zero there, and and so I think I'm mean, going to wind up getting beat. But yeah, it's been a weird year, and with with fantasy football, well,
1: it's kind of fun. My uh, I actually convinced my wife to join the league this year. Oh, nice! Uh, so it's the first time there, and we, me and her, are one and two in the league, uh, and uh, we're facing each other for the first time today. We put a little friendly wager on it, and I I, I haven't seen lately. Well, I'll see what the <laughs> see what the score is, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it's kind of fun. She she likes football enough. Um, not not a, not a diehard, you know, just kind of getting into it. But I think it's a kind of a cool way to bring her in and and start to to follow along with going on weekly. She had so, but I also obviously kind of help her out with the lineups and tell her, you know, what she should be doing <laughs> to a degree. So I kind of run two teams.
0: You're like uh, who was it, Mac Jones that that got benched today? You're like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, you want to start him? Trust me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Come on, honey. Well, I
1: was kind of torn this week because I was facing her and Jonathan Taylor. She had on her bench coming off he just signed you know, the new contract and I, he didn't have a particularly good game today. So she thinks that I deceived her by telling her, no, yeah, you want to start Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know how that's going to go uh, when I get home, but we'll see throughout the remainder of the night.
0: <laughs> going to be fun.
1: Uh, w- what did you take away from, from Friday
0: night's game? I, I mean, is a win is a win. Yeah. We kind of have covered that, but at the same time, it, Matt rule is like, trust the process, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy this time. Um, I get it, but when the process that we're seeing is simply you figured out how to win a game when you do all of the things wrong every week, you did them again, like there, or there hasn't been a process other than the fact that your defense played flat out that well, and Illinois is that bad that you were able to win a game when you made all of these same mistakes. Yeah I, I, what, were, what was your takeaway on on the, the way everything played out on Friday?
1: It's just it, again, I think it's just mixed feelings. It's tough to it's tough to come out of that and think, "Hey, Nebraska is is just storming the league right now." Like that. So what I what I honestly did think, and I've said this a few times, and I I just I hate it because I don't want to be negative after a win, and I think this sounds inherently negative. I think with that the standings that we saw going into that game was the two worst teams in the Big Ten West. Now it's very early. Uh, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But to a degree, I didn't. I, I think that that's what we saw. And I think Northwestern's right along with them. And I think they've got a chance with Northwestern coming up who struggled with Howard or was it Howard? Somebody the like mighty that. Howard Bison. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's certainly an opportunity uh, to for things to change. But when I watch that game and you watch Nebraska win and you see, I mean, national people were tweeting like, this is ugly. This is tough to watch. <laughs> And you, you just kind of have to acknowledge like, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. If, if, if you win and I, I even combine it with the Iowa win, I know that was a different staff last week, but that our last year, that like your last two big 10 wins, it's like pulling teeth to get a win. I mean, because if you remember that Iowa game, they dropped several interceptions, like they just like the chance to win it right when they get to the point of winning these games, they just try to give the other opportunity, you know, an opportunity to the other teams.
0: I felt ho- horrible for Quentin Newsom because he gets his first career interception. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. He finally gets his first career interception. Great return, sets him up, and it's like, you, you just, there you go. Go get me a touchdown. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you fumbled it back to him. <laughs>
1: that could have been the story of the game, right? It's, it's you know, any of those momentum plays that just kind of got lost with the the over— the. The way that that game ended, that's the way that people are going to talk about that game is Nebraska had several chances to put it away and didn't. And yeah, they still came out the victors. And yeah, the defense has stood up and you can have nothing but great things to say about Tony White and that defensive performance. But the reason why I think it might be the bottom two teams in the Big Ten West or looked like that is because I think that if you do that against most opponents, they're going to take advantage. They're going to capitalize on those mistakes and end up beating you. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, very good. I mean, same, yes. Same, that's what happened.
0: Yeah, that's that's. You sit there and you scratch your head, and this is one where you know everybody's like, "Well, Nebraska should have won that game." Well, guess what? Nebraska should have lost Friday night, but based on you know the turnovers and the timing and the whatever, it's just that Illinois. I'll tell you what, Luke Altmaier though, um, they, Illinois has got some issues here and there and everywhere. Uh, they really do, but yeah. Luke Altmaier is pretty pretty salty little quarterback. Yeah, um, you know, a couple of rough decisions and um, a couple of drops. But at the same time, the young man can can spin the football. Well, that and,
1: touchdown he threw to Pat Bryant was right on, yeah. right in the bread basket. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It it and you know you just sit there and and again it's one of those where we didn't get as much pressure on him as I thought we would have. Um, although they they ran so many you know quick hit, you know not giving us a chance and and bottom line you held them to twenty one rushing yards, but the their rushing game became screen passes. Mm. Uh, and just you know, the quick hitters and all that. And it's, that's what you've got to do if, if you're getting dominated uh, up front. But, uh, you know, and, and the guy that uh, really has come on. There was a lot of talk about him last week. Uh, I think he winds up with a sack or a sack and a half. Prince Will, Uman on me, Ellen. Just crazy, talented. Athleticism, insane. I, I mean, it's, it's so fun watching guys like that. And, and that's where, um, how about major props? I don't know that he got a catch. I'll have to look. Uh, but Malachi Coleman played yeah. a ton. And from what you could tell, like, I don't know that he had very many bad plays, like blown assignments, missed block, obviously no penalties against him for, you know, a hold or something on a, a longer run. But I, it, he's, he's a guy with all that athleticism. I, I hope they figure out a way to get him the ball. And it's one of those, like, get that quarterback, the just. Uh, Tell the receiver, take two steps back, and you're going to throw him the ball. Get that quarterback that first complete pass. Get Malachi Coleman the ball somehow. I hope they do that here in two weeks. Against Northwestern, you know, it, it, hopefully Marcus Washington is OK and can come back. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, But if, if Malachi's is playing, I hope they get him that first reception just to get him going and start involving him because that athletic ability that he has is insane.
1: Yeah, and I do. I think he caught of like an out route for five yards to get his first yeah. uh, catch as a Husker. But he has been blocking pretty well down the field uh, so far this year and got a lot more. A um, lot more playing time, and I think that that's important to point out because when you really do kind of break it down, um, you know, individually, there are a lot of highlights. I think Jamari Butler looked better than we've seen yeah. him as a Husker,
0: which is saying something because he's looked pretty good. Yeah, you know, and and Jaden Doss got a, got a lot yeah. of p- PT as well, and and you, you love to see that, and and you know, do we need to see some more? I obviously uh, in, in the in the running back room. Um, Holy smokes! Uh, Talk about a position that's snake bit right now. Yeah. Um, So, I don't know. Well, like I said, it was an encouraging game from the standpoint when you you don't focus on um, the (laughs) the the way it transpired, and you just look at it and say, Hey, guess what? Uh, We're three and three. We won. What else matters? Uh, You know, you got a bye week now. Try to fix the the mistakes and clean it up, and and go from there. So, uh, hopefully, Jay Foreman. He said he was going to stop in. I haven't seen him yet, but you never know. Uh, he might be hiding around the corner. Uh, otherwise, we'll... <laughs> he we'll, doesn't hide very well. No, no. We'll uh, we'll give him a call if not. Uh, but it's Husker Rewind. Jay Foreman coming your way next right here on 93.7 The Ticket.